From WXXI News, this is Connections. I'm Evan Dawson. Our connection this hour will be made in 38 days, and the connection itself will last 3 minutes, 38 seconds. That's the duration of totality in our version of the solar eclipse in Rochester, which will take place on April 8th. What you're hearing right now is a brand new piece of music from Rochester Philharmonic Orchestra principal pops conductor Jeff Tyzik, who composed and produced this piece called Galileo One. And... We first played it for you on WXXI on Monday. To many listeners, it symbolizes the power and beauty of this remarkable natural event. It's one that hasn't been seen in Rochester since January 1925. So, it's a big one. And you're li- you've likely heard how Rochester is in the path to totality for the upcoming eclipse, which is, as long as weather cooperates, but the weather doesn't have to cooperate. The totality is still happening. And... It's going to be cooler if it's a beautiful, sunny, clear day. But regardless, it's great news for people who live in the region and just want to experience totality without having to go anywhere. It also means that thousands of people are coming here to our area so they can see this remarkable event. Yesterday, Erie County uh, Executive Mark Polenkars was advising businesses in Buffalo to shut down that day, which was an interesting call. We'll talk to our guests about what they think of that. But his point was things are going to be a just nuts that day and you want to be careful because there's gonna be traffic and so you know look it's going to be a weird monday that day but the bottom line is you've probably heard about this for a long time now is the time that people are actually starting to make plans are you staying here probably so are you looking for an event you want to do this with a group of people do you want to find a cool place on the countryside on your own a lot to talk about here and we're going to try to work through the options that you have to experience totality on april 8th deb ross is the chair of the rochester eclipse task force the eclipse woman she's become known yes i mean uh, every day of your so. life eclipse uh, it is yeah. i'm a one-trick pony for the last seven years <laughs> you get your you get your regular personality back on april 9th hey welcome back here deb thanks Thank for you. being here dan schneiderman is eclipse partnership coordinator for the rochester museum and science center and rmsc already doing a lot with this welcome back thanks for being here thanks for having me back so i was just asking dan before the program we were kind of all musing about the fact that on this gorgeous friday we would take this in a heartbeat for Eclipse Day, of course. I mean, the clearer the skies, I think the cooler the effect. Um, and I was asking Dan, who's kind of addicted to the weather patterns, if it's too far out, five weeks or so, to kind of say, probably a little too early to kind of get it, a beat it, on it's it. It's still definitely too early, but we do know that this year is an El Nino year, which usually means that it's a bit drier and warmer for us. Hence all winter, the winter that wasn't. That's right. Which, um, according to our friends in meteorology, and I want to credit this properly because I didn't see it, might have been WROC-TV. Bottom line is, we just finished the warmest meteorological winter ever in Rochester. Yeah. Warmest ever. Number one. Um, And of course, I think six of the top ten are in the last 20 years or so. But This is number one. It's not a surprise. And if that just rolls right into April, even better. So warm, dry, El Nino, better chance to have less cloud cover, warmer, drier weather. Um, But, you know, Deb, do you do you have much patience for people like, well, it might rain that day or it might be cloudy? I mean, the fact of the matter is they've never been in totality. People who are saying that because (laughs) totality experienced under a cloudy sky is way more exciting than a partial eclipse experienced under a clear sky. Oh, this is a really interesting point. Yes. Because if you are down in the Finger Lakes, like if you're in the heart of the Finger Lakes, you're not in totality, right? Part of it, you are. So the top part of Cayuga and Seneca Lake are in the path. The bottom part of them aren't. So uh, Ithaca, Watkins Glen, you're out of luck. Geneva, yes. Geneva, Geneva, yes. Geneva, yes. So Finger Lakes Public Radio, WEOS listeners, you are the mixed bag. If you are... In that southern Finger Lakes, you got to go north about an hour. Do. Um, but um, help me out here. If you're in Geneva, is their totality shorter than our totality? Yes, yes it, it is. is. Okay, what's the answer to that? Like, do we know? It's so, probably. It's. I think it's two minutes and two seconds. The top of Canandaigua Lake is two minutes and fifty-two seconds. Okay. And the, we're thir- three thirty-eight. We're like in the, right close to the heart of it, right? Fairly. Uh, Brockport's dead, dead center. The place that you want to be extra careful is Penyan. They're right on the edge where, you know, I gave a talk there about two years ago. Where we were uh, was at like 39 seconds. Where their holiday party was five minutes down the road was outside the path. Okay, so 
Penianians. Uh, that means don't just assume you're getting totality. And I, I got to be honest, m- maybe our guests will disagree with me. But if you're in a location that's got 39 seconds of totality and you can get two to three minutes of totality by driving half an hour north or whatever, I'm driving. Sure. And you want to do it early enough in the day that you're not trapped in traffic in the two o'clock hour. Huh. Okay. Yeah, because people are streaming in from the east and the south, and they will be streaming right on through that area trying to get closer to the center line or chasing clouds, depending on what they're looking at on their weather apps. So we should be. I thought it was kind of weird that Mark Poland Cars over in Buffalo was telling businesses maybe you want to shut down that day. But what do you make of that, Dan? I actually am not surprised. It depends on the type of business. If it's a manufacturer, sure, totally fine. Make sure that everyone's outside. If it's a restaurant or a place where people can buy Eclipse merchandise, open up, welcome the public in, put out the welcome mat, say, come on in. Okay. Right. And I mean, if you want, so if you want families to experience everything that there is to experience in your area, which of course we do, we have so much happening here in the Rochester area, and there's a lot happening in Buffalo too. It's a good reason to shut down because that means you can be with the people you love if you're not actually going to work, other than essential workers. Those businesses that can't afford to shut down, um, a lot of them are making, uh, opening their doors to the families of those who are working. And it is so inexpensive to be a hero to your workers. Um, it, you know, a cake, some moon pies, some eclipse activities for the kids, and you've just created a warm fuzzy for all of your workers who are going to remember this for the rest of their lives. We've actually heard uh, stories about companies here in Rochester planning their own viewing events just for their staff members. Yep. That's a very, very cool idea. Um, I really like that idea. And you still have time to plan for it. It is one day, one afternoon. Maybe make it a half day, whatever the case may be, because the eclipse time... Well, let's talk about this, the timing of it, and what this actually is. Because every time we talk eclipse, I'm reminded by somebody who is listening in for the first time going, talk to me like I didn't just have a science class yesterday. So, Dan, do you want to start by describing what this eclipse actually is and what totality means? Yes. So, April 8th, what is it, 38 days from now at 2.07 p.m., the moon is going to start to cover up the sun's disk. And at 3.20 p.m., we're going to enter totality when the sun's disk is completely obscured by the moon. It'll get dark out, but not quite midnight, like a deep twilight. The temperature will drop. It'll get eerily still outside. Birds will go back to their nest, cows back to their barn. It's going to be quite the experience. Okay. Um, And you want to add to that? Sure. Because no matter how much you read about it, no matter how much you hear Dan talking about the science and prepare yourself sort of just chronologically for what's going to happen, it is just too hard to prepare yourself sort of emotionally for what this experience is. I was a complete skeptic going into the 2017 eclipse. I thought, what is the big deal? I know what it means to get dark. But my daughter was gung-ho on that for five years, uh, having learned about it at the Strasbourg Planetarium. So we went to Missouri to totality. And it was a minute and a half where we were standing in Kimswick, Missouri. And for that minute and a half, I, it was a completely transformative experience. You feel the solar system with your entire body. Um, around, like, you know, as a mother, I think I tapped into what it must have been like for mothers in a pre-scientific era who could not predict that this was going to happen and didn't know what it meant that the world around them suddenly went dark for minutes on end. Um, I wasn't afraid because we've accomplished that. We know what was going to happen. But just from a kind of almost existential perspective, it was it is a profound experience. Everybody comes out of it with a different eclipse story. You will have a completely different one than I will, and your children will have different ones, but nobody will lack one. The moon will begin to cover the sun at 2.07 in the afternoon that day. Um, and you want to use safe solar viewing methods, which is what, Dan? Eclipse glasses is your number one item. You should never, ever look directly at the sun except while wearing eclipse glasses or during totality. So during totality, you're good, but people are going to want to be checking out you know, the, 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 the partial the progress, right? Leading that like hour 13 minutes in, that's when you're going to want to be wearing your eclipse glasses. You probably aren't going to be staring up the entire time and... The one thing I remember from 2017, I was here in Rochester and then share glasses with your friends and family around you. Uh, My favorite aspect was the community aspect of, you know, people just sharing in that experience, this deep uh, community, uh, just positive feeling that kind of erupts. 
So glasses are already kind of everywhere, but if you need them, what should people do? Uh, you should f uh, find them at the RMSC. You can find them at your libraries. We have a whole map of where you can find eclipse glasses, but they're not the only way to view the eclipse. During the partial phases, I want you to think about pinhole projectors. I'm sure a lot of uh, our listeners have created one in school at one point with a cardboard box, but I can tell you, you probably have a pinhole projector in your kitchen right now. Uh, I recommend using a colander or a strainer. The mm. metal ones work better than the plastic ones. The trick is do not hold it up towards the sun and look through it. You need to hold it down towards a projected surface to see, you know, what's underneath. All right. So listeners, questions, comments as we talk all things Eclipse. And, and in our second half hour, we're going to just really rip through the calendar and, and get you all set with all kinds of cool things that are happening and coming up here. 844-295-TALK. It's toll free. 844-295-8255. 263-WXXI if you're calling from Rochester. 263-9994. You can email me connections at WXXI. Dot org as we talk about this uh, eclipse. And, and Deb made an important point here. As we get closer, everyone's going to be looking at the forecast. Dan's already looking at the forecast, trying to figure out what's going to happen that day. Um, <clears throat> but whatever you got that day, the experience of totality is totality. And Deb said, totality in rain is better than partial totality with sun. So if you are just south of Penyan, you're not southeast opinion. You're not going to be in totality. And Deb thinks it'd be cooler to be in Rochester, even if it's raining that day. Explain oh, it why. absolutely is. So it doesn't get dark outside the path at all. So outside the path, you would have no idea that this is happening other than the news told tells you or you have your glasses. In the path, it gets dark suddenly within the last minute. So the moon gradually covers the sun for, again, that hour and 13 minutes. It is not until the last minute, 99% covered, that the quality of the light even starts to change at all. Once it does get covered, the world around you, if it's a sunny day eclipse, it'll be like deep twilight. If it's a cloudy day eclipse, it'll be like 10 o'clock at night. So you want that deep, saturated, dark experience. You want to embrace the dark. And you can't do that outside the path. One thing that's interesting is, you know, we, we've heard from some people who have said that, you know, they're going to travel outside of Rochester and because the the farther southwest you go, the better chance historically you get for a clear day that day. I, I guess I get it if you want to if you're an eclipse chaser and, and your main thing is being in totality on a sunny day, you can probably find a place to go and do that. But we've got such a great opportunity here that I think it's going to be an experience no matter what the weather is. Yeah. And what we've done very deliberately for seven years is prepared a whole weekend of experience. This isn't just a three minute and 38 second experience that you happen to be standing here in the Rochester area. You, We have saturated the area with all kinds of activities for the entire weekend. So no matter what day you arrive, there's a wide variety of things to choose from. It's going to be hard to choose. All those relatives who are coming in, you're going to be able to prepare a heck of an itinerary based on everybody's interests. Yeah, Dan, what do you think about the, that concern about... It's a legitimate concern, but, you know, I think of my favorite video from the 2017 eclipse is Homestead National Monument. 20,000 people out there. Bill Nye the Science Guy was out there. Thunderstorms and heavy rain leading up to the eclipse. But at just the last second, <laughs> during totality, Amazing. the clouds parted and you heard a uh, a cheer just erupt out of this crowd. It is one of my favorite videos online from 2017. How do we find it? What, what are we looking for? Uh, Homestead National Monument Eclipse 2017. Oh, man. That's... And part of the reason that happens, of course, is because the therm, like, it gets cold. It gets, it, the temperature drops 10 to 12 degrees, which means that you don't have the thermal activity that are generating lots of those clouds. So under, the, under totality, the clouds that were formed by thermals tend to dissipate. That's really interesting, yeah. too. Uh, talking to Deb and Dan about the eclipse that's coming our way here. Uh, what's happened in RMSC? Oh, we're doing a whole festival around it. Rock the Eclipse, April 6th through 8th. Three days of speakers, planetarium shows, singing Tesla coils on Saturday night. We're Sing gonna what? Singing Tesla coils. Singing Tesla coils. We have a whole eclipse music playlist that goes along with it. Yes, Total Eclipse of the Heart is part of it. I may just step outside of that show for just that song. I think Deb and I have probably heard that how many times per day uh, at this is point? Is that like the Eclipse Anthem? Oh, it oh, is. Oh, very much so. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we have tons of speakers. And then, of course, it all leads up to Monday. We're going to do a whole show. We're writing this right now uh, for that hour and 20 minutes leading into totality. 
We're bringing in big name speakers, possibly some big surprises. And then after totality, we have uh, Dylan Marlowe, an up and coming country singer performing right after totality. So you can be at RMSD if you want for that whole weekend, right through totality. Oh, we're going to be busy from dawn to dusk. Okay. Do people need to register, et cetera, all that stuff? Uh, We are encouraging registration ahead of time. Uh, We are going to have our outside area open to everyone who wants to stop by on Monday, April 8th to do uh, enjoy the viewing. We'll have telescopes with filters. Our giant eclipse glasses are going to be making a return outside. Register if you can ahead of time. If not, we'll see you there. Where are you going to be that day, Deborah? So I'm going to be at Genesee Country Village that day for their solar spectacle. And the reason is because I have 12 people piling into my house from all over the eastern seaboard. And, you know, I have a mix of people who like clouds, crowds, sorry, and who don't like crowds. And so there's that we eclipse experience that some of us are craving to bond together with hundreds or thousands of people I want to hear the screams. But then there are others in my family and friends who just want that sort of serene interaction with nature. And at the Genesee Country Village, you can wander off if you want that. Um, we are going to be in a house. The The Genesee Country Village is making their 19th century homes available. So uh, you, can, you can rent a house for your party, and it includes free food and drink and uh, just the whole experience. Yeah. Do you think, Deb, that people are quite prepared for just how the influx of people in our region that weekend and that day especially? So I think our region is more prepared than anybody else. And it's partly a result of having prepared for so long. But also, you know, it's only been seven years since the last major eclipse. Before that, it was 1979. And so there wasn't the kind of data and momentum. We have so much data about what happened traffic-wise that we've been able to apply that from 2017 Mm -hmm. to now. We've also scattered the events throughout the nine county region very, very widely. It's not just like in Indianapolis where you've got the Indianapolis Speedway and possibly 300,000 people going there. It's all throughout the area. So it we, we think that's going to really help manage the traffic. Is a Monday a good or a bad day for an eclipse? Perfect. It is? You think so? Any day is a good day for an eclipse. Well, that's yes. Right. Uh, the reason is because um, if it were Sunday, then we'd have you know sort of a f- Saturday-Sunday experience here in Rochester. This way we get all the out-of-town visitors for that one extra day, mm-hmm. and it means you know 50% greater economic impact. I, I'll, I'll buy that. By the way, if you're looking for an online hub for it, Rochester Eclipse 2024. Dot org. That's a great place to go. Rochester Eclipse2024.org. Michael writes to say, could your guest please explain why it is dangerous to look at it without proper protection? Thank you. So it's like any other time that you look directly at the sun. It is very powerful. You do not want the UV rays. You don't want to be looking at anything ever that bright. You can get eye damage if you aren't using proper safety equipment. Technically, there's nothing different about the sun that day. There's nothing different with the sun's rays. It's just the same old sun. We just happen to have the moon directly in front of it. And then during totality, you take them off. During totality, the amount of light coming from behind the moon is only about as bright as a full moon. So it is perfectly safe when the world around you goes dark to take them off. In fact, you must take them off to actually look at that spectacle in the sky. It's almost like, like uh, I think my favorite description I've heard from Deb is it's a dark velvet hole in the middle of the sky. It is. Yeah, Dallas says, didn't realize until last night that you can take the glasses off during totality. In fact, you recommend taking glasses off during Very totality. Very much so. To. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can't see it otherwise. Uh, there you you go. will so, miss it. There you go. So take it off during totality, uh, but otherwise keep them on. And, and Dallas says, um, went to a, a test solar eclipse presentation last night. Um, when they asked for questions, I said, can you explain the difference between the three-body problem and regular orbital rotation? Which is a, that's, that is a sci-fi nerd question extravaganza, Dallas. Well done. I love that. Um, he said that there was talk about some, uh, he said the Columbus thing with the lunar eclipse um, and Jamaica. I don't know if there's a story of what, if Columbus's crew experienced eclipse. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if that's a real story. That's not one I'm familiar with. I don't think our guests seem to... I'm trying to remember that. There's been so many different eclipse stories throughout history uh, that some sometimes I just forget one off the top of my head. I do believe that there was an eclipse related to Columbus's voyage. Okay. Yeah. Dallas, send me another note. Explain a little bit more. I'm not familiar with that one. Uh, Kenneth says, is there an advantage to having 
a 360-degree horizon view when viewing this eclipse. Oh, very much so. There's a couple other things that you can notice during the eclipse. If you were to look out on the horizon, you should be able to see a sunset. It almost looks like a sunset surrounding you during totality. If you're at a high enough vantage point, you might even be able to see the shadow approaching you. Uh, if you have clear enough view, you should be able to see Jupiter and Venus not too far from the sun and the moon. You can even see some of the brightest constellations in our sky. Uh, Orion should be fairly visible. At least Orion's belt will be. Cassiopeia, Big Dipper, yeah? Uh, they're a little bit closer to the horizon, so you'll oh, have the, the yeah. glow of the sunset glow interfering with it. The, it's darkest right around where the sun and moon are. Oh, it's so. like technically uh, Saturn and Mars will also be on that horizon. It's just, it'll be quite difficult to see those. Okay. Uh, listeners, keep the questions coming. If you got them for the eclipse, April 8th coming up. I'm curious to know if, if, if people are planning on going to big social events, if you're going to try to find a private place to do this, maybe with your family or friends, or if you haven't figured that out yet. But um, I think most listeners are probably staying right here in Rochester. We are in the path of totality. If you're just joining us, some really, really good advice for all throughout our region. As Deb and Dan pointed out that the Finger Lakes is a mixed bag. If you're in northern Finger Lakes, Geneva, Canandaigua, uh, Seneca Falls probably, you're in totality. Yeah. It's going to be a little shorter totality than Rochester uh, and going farther northwest. Brockport being the longest? Right. Three minutes yep. and 43 seconds. So they have five extra seconds relative to Rochester. There you go. Um, is Toronto in totality? Toronto no. is not in totality. They're not. Southern Ontario is. And so it's unlikely we'll get a lot of traffic from Toronto, though, because they can go to Hamilton. They can go to ah, Niagara Falls, St. Catharines. It, it is, is a northeast right. to southwest band, right? Yeah. Or yeah. southwest to northeast. Yeah, right, exactly. Southwest to northeast. There mm -hmm. you go. Yeah. And so Torontonians can, can travel east and just kind of east, right? Actually no. south. They south. want to go yeah. south. They're going south. Yeah, and so east, it'll take a while for them to go east because, remember, it's, it's, it's like Montreal is right on the edge of the path. On the, it's like right south of Montreal. So no, south. Yeah, so that like right by Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls is in. So Niagara Falls, Canada, and the U.S. And then Hamilton and uh, and uh, St. Catharines and such. Uh, so the Canadians are unlikely to cross into the U.S. for this because they do have totality right there in southern Ontario. Niagara on the Lake would be quite lovely at one yeah. of those wineries and enjoying the eclipse. Mark is asking about what about any downtown Rochester events? I mean, downtown's an interesting place to be for it, but with buildings, you may not get the. I mean. The view from Parcel 5 is going to be outstanding. Actually, really? yeah. I have a app that lets me see where the sun or moon is going to be on any given time that I enter into it. Uh, it gives me an augmented reality view, and I thought about this in 2021. <laughs> of course he did. Uh, course, yes, went out to Parcel 5, and it is right in between the buildings. Okay, so, so so Parcel 5, cool place to be. Yeah, downtown. So downtown Rochester, we've got Solar Palooza at the Red Wings. We've got Parcel 5. We've got the RMSC. Uh, George Eastman Museum is having an event. The Memorial Art Gallery's south-facing lawn is going to be spectacular. The Rochester Public Market will be having an event, too. So, I mean, the, all those, those are the downtown locations that are large events. So, uh, hit those, because we're going to grab Dan Mason in just a sure. second. So okay. we'll get Dan's whole deal there but yeah. one more time here so west to east so we've got the yeah. uh, we've got innovative field for the whole day solar palooza uh we've got parcel five downtown we've got the rmsc we've got george eastman museum we've got the memorial art gallery and the public market so a lot of options there mm -hmm. so and yeah mark, the, mark I, the answer is yes there yes. you go and there's even uh i believe the susan b anthony uh museum is doing a small, a event, small event uh at the, the park yep. yeah by the by the uh Frederick Douglass and Susan B. Statues. Somebody listening needs to send me an email and tell me about some really cool, not all that well-known hillside outside of any downtown or populated area that that you could go to. I won't read it on the air because it's probably going to be your plan, yeah. but maybe I'll <laughs> Actually, I, Connections, is we're figuring out what we're doing. I don't, I don't know if we're allowed to talk about it. We are? No? I don't even know what we know what we're doing yet. Well, who knows? You have a great roof. We do. <laughs> Maybe we'll use the roof. We're in totality, so um, I want to bring in uh, a, a guy who can tell us about some of what, what Deb just mentioned there, and it's a man who knows how to entertain. Dan Mason is general manager of the Rochester Red Wings. I don't know if I can see you right now, Dan, out my window. <laughs> Wave at me if you, if you can see me, Dan. Can, he, can you see me waving at him? <laughs> 
I'm right at I'm right at home plate. Right across the Oh, I might actually be able to see you there. It there is a go. it is a gorgeous day. Um and one of the great things about what you're planning is, you know, the Red Wings will be starting soon. Uh it's been a warm, dry winter. It's gonna be a warm, dry spring. Everything's gonna be great. But uh let's start with Solar Palooza before I let you talk a little bit about the Red Wings too, brother. Uh sure. what, what's going on, on Solar Palooza? Oh, what isn't going on on Solar Palooza? So obviously, uh, in honor of the uh, Great North American Eclipse, we're going to be having our Solar Palooza event here on April eighth. Gates will open at noon, and the event will go all the way till five o'clock. So plenty of time to hang out. Uh, we'll have the live music from the Sky Coasters um, before and after totality. Uh, we'll have a, a live feed from NASA up on Monroe County's largest um, TVs, our video boards, here going on all uh, uh, throughout the afternoon. We'll have raffles. We'll have, um, boy, what else are we going to do? We're going to do a uh, scavenger hunt. We're going to have an arts and crafts station for kids and all kinds of celestial food and beverage offerings, including our space station Sunday, a planetary plate, Nebula nachos, Buzz's pulled pork nachos, meteorite mac and cheese, solar fries, rocket red hots, Pluto's popcorn, intergalactic cheesesteak, totality black lager, and a tequila sunrise. That's just to name a few of the uh, uh, culinary options that will be available. Also, all kinds of great Solar Palooza swag will be available, including hats and T-shirts and much, much more. And fans can get their tickets for Solar Palooza at redwingsbaseball.com. It's noon to 5 that day, right? Noon to 5, correct. Uh, all right, um, noon to 5, general admission, 15 bucks. Um, is that right? Correct. Correct, $15. And then uh, we also have a uh, general admission T-shirt pack, so you get a general admission t- uh, ticket as well as a T-shirt, a Solar Palooza T-shirt for 35 And then uh, we've got VIP on the field, so you can check out the, the Eclipse on the field on the warning track for $30, and we have a limited supply of those. And we also have our um, our on-field warning track T-shirt pack available for $50. We're also uh, we're pretty much sold out on the suite level in terms of individual suites. We have one or two left, but we are having a uh, we are selling individual suite tickets for $60, and that includes cash bar and food. So that's available as well. Um, just give us a buzz at 454-1001. Dan, hang there for a second. I just want to ask Deb a quick question that I, I th- has been popping up in my mind as we talk about these events. Yeah. What the Red Wings are doing is noon to five. Mm-hmm. And a, what a, a lot of, I mean, RMSC is doing stuff all weekend long. I think the one mistake that people could make is thinking, well, totality is at, again, it's at 320. So I'll leave the house at three, you know, to go where I'm going. <laughs> Because there's going to be traffic, like you're going to be frustrated if you want to go see this somewhere and all of a sudden you can't get there. Does it make sense to plan early and get there early? It absolutely does. We have so much available for those We Eclipse experiences that you want to take advantage of the whole time. And one of the advantages, of course, of Solar Palooza is they got in kind of inside and outside experience. There's plenty of bathrooms and it, they know how to manage parking there yeah, too so yeah. you've got all of that they know how to manage traffic and large crowds um but yeah trick don't you know go early enjoy our area and then stay late psychologically at the end of totality people are kind of done but they we know from all last time yeah. they want to leave so dan is doing wonderful things to keep people there after totality to keep that experience going well dan mason before i let you go here what, when is red wings opening day this year uh, 32 days away on April 2nd, uh, Tuesday, April 2nd, we take on the uh, Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs at 4.05, and uh, we can't wait, Evan. It's uh, hard to believe that it's only 32 days away. Uh, I I love it, and I love the fact that you're, you're letting people down on your field even when your season has already started. You are you are a bold and generous host. <laughs> well, we uh, we aim to please. You know, we've been uh, you know, and thanks to Deb, she's been extremely helpful in our plans for our, for Solar Palooza, and uh, we have some more exciting things to come. Uh, hopefully, uh, in the next week or so, surrounding uh, you know the eclipse. So, can't wait. Uh, 
you know, for the Eclipse and, and can't wait for opening day on April 2nd. Well, to be clear, they're not letting you just run the bases during the Eclipse. But uh, if, you, if you want the warning field uh, seats, uh, warning track seats, that's pretty good stuff. So that's a great place to be. Fun place to be, whether you're in a suite, in a seat, on the warning track. Uh, have fun with Solar Palooza, Dan Mason. I know we'll talk soon. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. General Manager of the Rochester Red Wings, right across the way from us there. It's redwingsbaseball.com to get tickets and get yourself all set there with Solar Palooza. Uh, we're talking to Deb and Dan and, and the Rochester Eclipse team. They're not the, they didn't make the Eclipse, but they are really, <laughs> they are really the hosts of the Eclipse. Um, by the way, RMSC, if you want to, if you want to, be there um, and you want to register, et cetera, website to learn more about what you guys are doing? RMSC.org. RMSC.org. So we're just trying to give you all the options here. And I want to bring in Allie Hargrave, who's cultural and historic interpreter at Ganundagan State Historic Site, who is with us now. Allie, welcome. Thank you for being with us. Hi. Thank you for having me today. Well, Monday, April 8th, tell us what's going on from noon to 5 at Ganundagan. Yeah, absolutely. So we are inviting people to come view the eclipse here at Gnondagan at our Fort Hill location. Um, we will be sharing some traditional stories. We'll be having some environmental talks from our environmental field team. We are a state park. Uh, so we'll be having some education as far as that goes. And yeah, we are just really, really looking forward to it. I'm just reading some of the programming notes. Traditional games could be enjoyed. And, you know, there's going to be a discussion about some of the context of Haudenosaunee history. So a great place to be, I think, um, and plenty of space, I imagine, too, Allie. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've got plenty of space. Uh, parking will be limited, so I do suggest people get there sooner rather than later. Um, and we're inviting people to bring their own, like, lawn chairs and blankets and things like that as well. Um, This is a... You know, an experience that, as Deb has been saying, is different for everybody. Some people really, um, you know, I've seen some of the videos online that Dan has been talking about, and it's a party, but it also becomes a very solemn and kind of spiritual experience. How do you think of it, Allie? Uh, Well, for us as Haudenosaunee people, you know, it's part of our oral history that our government was founded under a total solar eclipse. And, you know, our, the basis of our, of our government and of our communities is that of peace. Our governing text is called the Great Law of Peace. And so that's really what the solar eclipse kind of means to us is it's just bringing back this message of peace, trying to reflect on where we were and then where we're going and, and trying to move forward with that, always have peace on our minds for our personal lives and, and you know, towards everyone around us as well. That's have you really the big message we want to push? Have you been in a, a path of totality before yourself, Allie? I have not. I have never seen an eclipse of any kind before, so I'm I'm really excited uh, myself to see it. Do you find yourself thinking, you know, I may be working that day, but I'm going to try to kind of soak up those three minutes, thirty eight seconds? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, our whole our whole staff here. You know, our plan is. Right during those three minutes, we're all going to be looking straight up, and that's that's, that's our intention. Yeah, well, <laughs> we want to we want to be able to experience it. Allie, where can people learn more online about what you're doing? Yeah, they can go to our website, which is ganondagan.org, or we have all sorts of social medias: uh, Facebook, Twitter, and and Instagram. And so people can look us up there, Ganondagan State Historic Site, and we will be posting about the event. Ganundagan.org, Allie Hargrave, cultural and historic interpreter at Ganundagan State Historic Site. Thanks very much for popping in here, and, and good luck on April 8th. I know it's going to be a great day. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Thank you for having me. All right. Uh, we're, we're kind of going down the long list of things that are coming up and maybe give you some time to start planning. I really, I've got to say, I like um, our guest's idea earlier this hour that businesses might consider a half day or a full day off for employees if you can do it, if it makes sense to give them a chance to experience totality that day and not have to be working <laughs> working indoors. I I don't know what we're going to do yet. We haven't figured it out yet. We're working on it. Um, but Connections, of course, is noon to 2 every afternoon. And the actual uh, the actual start of the eclipse is 2.07. So we're going to sign off here, and 10 minutes later, we're going to be watching it happen somewhere. Yeah. But we'll figure out if we're going to do some broadcasting. It's like we're literally still in the planning stages ourselves, whereas Dan and Deb have been in planning stages for about 400 months, I think. Yes. Uh, um, <laughs> really true. since about the last the last eclipse. So um, 
<laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of questions from listeners uh, about this, and you can go online. What's the website again, guys? RochesterEclipse2024.org. Eclipse2024.org. We got John. Um, so you might have heard Dan Mason mention something that I have in my hand. Yes. And it is Totality Black Lager. And I want to I want to bring in the founder of Rohrbach, John Erlob, who's with us to tell us about this Totality Lager. Hello, sir. Hi, John. Hey, everybody. How we doing? Doing great here. So, um, first of all, I'm I'm holding the beer itself, and it is a gorgeous can. You've the the packaging A plus. I haven't tasted the beer yet. I'm sure it's great. Pa- <laughs> packaging A plus, brother. Tell us about this. Thanks, Evan. Thank you. Yeah, you know it's it's kind of cool. I didn't even know. You know, we, we've obviously been really excited about this, and we've been working with Dan and with uh, Deb for a long time now. It's you know it's it's just an exciting time here in Rochester. And uh, we're excited, obviously, to do that. I think the can is really cool because it's truly a black can, not just the label. So when people have a chance to see it, I think you'll really enjoy it. But we thought because it was so unique, kind of a -a once-in-a-lifetime thing, very excited for our community, that we would partner with some of the other breweries locally. And uh, Rohrbach has obviously been around a long time, kind of a legacy brand. Three Heads has been here for a long time, too. So we reached out to Dan over there. And then Strange Bird is actually a little bit newer to the scene, but making some really great beer and had to have a great location here in town. So the three of us decided that we would do really, it's, it's a collaboration because we talked about styles, but we're all making our own beer. So we'll have one for the lighter side, which is going to be strange bird. And they have like a, a it's, it's a barrel aged Hellas lager, um, which will be great. Roarbox is doing totality, which is a dark uh, Czechoslovakian black lager. And then Dan and the folks over at three heads are doing a steam beer, like an American steam beer, for the uh, for the dark side. Fun stuff there. Where's the best place to get these beers? Well, you should, you know, they're actually not even released yet. So, uh, Evan, you have one in your hand. Yeah. <laughs> that's before it's been released. It's going to be released next week, and it's going to be in most of the, you know, all your beer stores and stuff. Wegmans is really getting behind it. They're going to have nice displays. So if you go into the Wegmans store, you should be able to get all three. And uh, are, are you involved with Rock the Solar Eclipse at the market or Party in the Dark, John? Yeah, actually both of them. And we're excited to, again, partner with the city. The city has been very supportive of making sure that the folks that are off school and off of businesses, if they are, that they have fun places to go. Neither of those events are charge events, so they're free to go to. But there's a fun one at the market. We're going to have music and food trucks. Market's always a fun place to hang out and be there. And then uh, Party in the Dark, which is actually going to be over Parcel 5, is also going to be a fun event. The thing that's cool about that is that there's going to be a big screen, you know, how they do the movies in the summer. Yep. We're going to have that, and we're going to have a live stream from Nassau, which would be really fun to watch. Yeah, that's that's great stuff. The Party in the Dark, by the way, listed as noon to 4. That's a free event down at Parcel 5. Noon to 4, Parcel 5 free. And food and drink will be there. Um, Rock the Solar Eclipse at the public market is 10 to 5, but doors open at 9 o'clock. So assuming it's a great weather day, and I'm sure it will be, um, got a great chance to get there early and do a lot of fun stuff there before we actually get into 207 and onward. So, John, have a great time. Um, really a, a beautiful product. No surprise there with this Totality Black Lager. Have fun with it, and thanks for popping onto the program today. Evan, thanks for having me. Thanks a lot. That's have John Erlob, founder of Rohrbach Brewery, telling us about some of the things they're doing. Before I grab our next guest, I've got a couple of listener questions we want to hit here. So... I'm going to grab Howard and Penyan first. Hi, Howard. Go ahead. Hey, Greg, but I'm just north of your old house on the east side of the lake. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, great. Oh, okay, I'm going to drive diagonally from Penyan towards Canandaigua. And I think it's Volk Road. But where in the sky will the sun be at the time of the eclipse? It should be uh, about 45 degrees up on the horizon, so about halfway up. You're going to be wanting to look about south-southwest. South-southwest, 45 degrees. Thank you very much. There you go. Howard, have fun there. It's amazing. I mean, like, thanks, Howard. And um, he's, got, he's got a plan now. We're 38 days yep. away, and he knows where he needs to be and where the sun's going to be. Exactly. As you're looking to try to figure out for yourself where it's going to be, we can say 45 degrees above the horizon south-southwest, or you can just face south. Just find where South is. Put on your Red Wings baseball cap, real or imaginary, and draw a line from your nose out through the right-hand corner of the baseball cap. And that is where it will be. Face South. 
right hand corner of the cap. Yep. You'll find it. Yep. That's yep. great. Otherwise, 45 degrees south southwest. Yeah. If you want to get wonky, good stuff. Uh, Henry in Rochester on the phone. Hey, Henry, go ahead. Hi, this is Henry Padron. I'm um, from. Hey, Central Henry. Hey, how you doing? Good. Um, we uh, have pulled the South Avenue Rec Center, School 12, and the um, Anna Murray, the Douglas uh, Library, and we're going to have an event from 1:30 to 4:30. In the parking lot of School 12, there will be music, there will be food, arts and crafts for kids. So we're inviting the community. It's right across the street from Highland Hospital, adjacent to the park, and everyone is welcome. School number 12. Absolutely. Henry, thank you. Have fun with that. It's going to be a great day, man. It will be, and best to all. All right, that's Henry Padron. Another great opportunity there. Um, and look, the questions keep rolling in. Thank you, Henry. Mike wants to know how would the view be from the in the Finger Lakes Bristol Mountain? That's I don't I think that's in totality. It is it's, in totality. Yep. It'll be a little bit shorter than it will be up here in Rochester or west of the Bristol. But they will it will they will absolutely be in totality. And if you're high enough and you can see the horizon all 360 degrees, you'll get that sunset glow. And if I remember correctly, don't they have a trail called Eclipse? They do. Ooh. I dig uh, it. Oh, yeah. I dig it. So, so the disadvantage, a little bit shorter yes. in totality, yeah. but the advantage, you still have totality, incredible vantage points. Mm -hmm. There you go, Mike. So it sounds, sounds really good there. Uh, Nate Smith is on the line with us, communications manager for the George Eastman Museum. Nate, how are you? Oh, good afternoon, everybody. I'm great. It's a beautiful Friday. It's better than 24 hours ago, so I am happy. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, tell us about Focus Click Totality. Absolutely. So this is our event that we're running at the George Eastman Museum. It's an all-day event on the day of the total solar eclipse. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's um, music. Uh, we have two musicians coming in. Um, one is going to be on the uh, organ that we have in the uh, George Eastman Museum's mansion. And then we have another performer, Maggie Paxson. If, if you are familiar with Maggie Paxson, she was here um, in October for an event. Uh, she plays a ukulele. So she's going to have a performance of moon um, and sun. So we're kind of, that's what we're celebrating, you know, the moon and the sun. And we'll have a lot of objects related to uh, the eclipse, you know, in our galleries and um, as well as cameras and stuff like that. So. All right. It's going to be a uh, very fun event. Uh, focus Click Totality is, uh, you said it's an all-day event, really from when to when, Nate? So it starts at 10 a.m. and it'll run until 6 p.m. We have a, a movie at 4 p.m. at the Dryden Theater, Star Trek IV, A Voyage Home. So uh, that kind of, just to you know, keep people in and not have everybody travel right after the big event. Eastman.org for information and for tickets. Kids 4 and under are free. $20, yep. youth 5 to 18, $35 for adults. Is that right? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. okay. Um, and uh, it, in in case of, of inclement weather, what are you doing, Nate? You're enjoying the so, eclipse, well, right? Everybody keeps emailing me like, what are we going to do if it rains? I don't know. Have an eclipse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're still going to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's still going to be running, and uh, we'll have a NASA feed inside in the Dryden, and <laughs> most of our stuff is going to be indoors. Uh, with the exception of the camera obscura tent, which will be outside, and just, you know, viewing areas to, to see the total solar eclipse. All right. And do people need tickets in advance? So tickets so far, tickets, we only have tickets in advance. We're just kind of feeling numbers to see if we're going to have uh, walk-in tickets. We're just going to see if, we need, if we're selling out or not. Yeah, so I, 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 totally, now, I totally hear that. Yeah, so if you're thinking about it, if you want to do it, uh, maybe wise to get everything planned in advance. For this eclipse, uh, Eastman.org. For that, Nate Smith, communications manager for the George Eastman Museum. Have fun, man. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, guys, and have an awesome weekend. Yeah, um, good advice. And, Deb, that sounds reasonable to me. They're saying buy tickets in advance if you want to go there. Yeah. And, you know, if there's space, if it works out, they'll take walk-ups that day. But exactly. probably not the day to just figure it out on that morning. No, no, no. In fact, they, they're doing events all that weekend and the next day as well. So it's one of the things I love about how our community has responded. After all, like photography is the ultimate way to play with light, right? And so um, some of my guests will be on the history circuit. So they're going to do Ganondagan on Saturday. They're going to do the George Eastman Museum on Sunday. And then we're going to go to the Genesee Country Village on Monday. Right? So like we wanted to like, give them all the different aspects of how we 
see our history and playing with light. So yeah, no, but that's that's perfectly reasonable to um, you know get your tickets in advance. Uh, they're going to sell out. I, I I'm going to pound my fist and say if you want to go to the George Eastman Museum or mo- to most of these places. You really want to get those in advance. Yeah, Dan, are you guys worried at RMSC that you might be at capacity? We're we're thinking about it. We we have backup plans just in case. But uh, no, the great thing is we have a park in the back of the museum. We have we're going to block off our parking lots. We're going to try and get as many people physically out there. All right. Um, before I get over to Stokey Farms, let me just grab a phone call. Mary Jo in Pittsford, who saved her glasses from the last one. Hey, Mary Jo, go ahead. Uh, yeah. I saved um, our glasses from the 2017 eclipse, and I just want to know if they're still good or would the uh, material have deteriorated in any way. As long as they don't have any scratches or holes on them, you should be fine. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Mary Jo. Um, Good advice there, too. Make sure that you've got a, a, a clean pair because... You know, last thing you want to do is damage your eyes and not get a chance to really appreciate totality. Um, thank you, Mary Jo. Again, if you're joining late here and you need glasses somewhere, they're going to be everywhere. But what do you want them to know, Dan? Uh, you know, make sure that they don't have any holes, that you make sure that they're from a trusted resource. Don't automatically go to Amazon and buy them there. If you want to double check, go to the AAS Eclipse website. That's the American Astronomical Society. They have a list of which manufacturers and resellers are trusted and have been tested at. All right, Ann and Penfield, go ahead, Ann. Are you there, Give Ann? everybody a heads up. We... Oh, go ahead, Ann. I'm sorry. Yep, go ahead. Yeah, we went to Totality in Tennessee a few years back, and we were at a place that was supposed to be total darkness, but you have to be careful and warn everyone who's having celebrations that you have to make sure that the lights that come on automatically at dark don't come on. Our guests are nodding vigorously. Yes. What do you think? Yes. You want to position yourself such that you're not near any photosensitive light sources. So in your own house, you can control that. Street lights, there is no giant plug. So that could be <laughs> unplugged. And so uh, you, you want to plan carefully. Go outside during the dark and look and see what just automatically has come on. And don't go there. And if you are a business and don't open up on the day of the eclipse, if you could please maybe turn off those automatic lights for the next day, that would be greatly appreciated. That is, and that is great advice for all of us. Thank you. I want to bring in Julie Izzo-Nidswick, who is the Director of Events and Marketing at Stokey Farms, who's on the line with us now. They're planning for the dark side of the farm. Hi, Julie. Thanks for making time. Thanks for having me. And, yes, we are going to be... Um, planning for dark side of the farm because we'd have zero light pollution. It's dark out yeah. here when it's nighttime. It's going to be dark out at the farm on April 8th. That's a great place to be at Stokey Farms. Tell people where Stokey Farms is if you haven't been there. So we're in Scottsville. We're just 15 minutes south of the airport, right down Scottsville Road. Right there in the heart of totality. Tickets, $35. Tell people about the event that's coming up. So what are you going to do with your kids all day long? You know, it's, it's a 70-minute. I'm sure Dev and Dan have explained that before. Um, but what are you going to do with them all day long before and after the event? And Stokey Farms is definitely someplace that's going to be great for families. We're going to have tons of activities. Our zip lines are going to be open, low ropes course. We're going to have all our animals. So you can see what animals are going to do when the eclipse happens. And NASA is actually looking for junior scientists to help make um, chart their observations and send them into NASA. So our kangaroos, what are they going to do? We don't know. So we're excited to see that. We're going to have live music, um, a DJ, um, MC, phone party, dance party, Mardi Gras parade, all kinds of stuff to do all day. Uh, the website for people to learn more, Julie? Stokeyfarms.com. And you better spell Stokey. Stokey, S-T-O-K-O-E, and then farms with an S, dot com. Uh, if you Google it, we come right up. Great stuff. And thank you for making time, Julie. Have a great day. I know you're going to be packed and have a great time there. We're looking forward to it. That's Julia Zonidswick from Stokey Farms. It's stokeyfarms.com for Dark Side of the Farm. 
Deb was nodding along with this idea of watching kind of the animal's reaction. What do yeah, you think? Yeah, because so when you have kids and they're about to have an experience that they've never had before, preparing them for it is really important. And so one of the things that happens is tends to be that animals behave as they do when it gets dark. It doesn't usually get dark suddenly within the course of a minute. And knowing what the different kind of animals will do, well, that you can be a citizen scientist. And so having your kids in that experience, they're never going to forget it um, and help them prepare by saying, okay, what do you see happening? What do you hear happening? What do you feel on your skin? And what, uh, what, like, notice what people feel inside. And so if you give them those four points ahead of the experience, it really heightens their awareness during it and it gives their brain something to do. And then afterwards, pretty quickly, talk about it. All right. Uh, let me grab real quick here, Mary in Rochester on the phone. Hey, Mary, keep it tight. Hi, um, is Highland Park a good place for viewing? Oh, Highland Park is a outstanding place for viewing. In fact, you will be repeating history like uh, January 24th, 1925, when there was a whole bunch of people out viewing the last total solar eclipse in Highland Park. What was the date? January 1925. January 24th, 1924. Uh, 1925. 1925. So Highland Park was a pop. We know that. We know that. It was in the Democratic Chronicle all the way back then. All right. That is really cool. Almost 100 years later. 90. 99 Nine years plus later. Plus years later. So Highland Park is good. Um, and if you've missed any of this hour, of course, uh, we're going to have in our show notes links online, uh, wherever you find your podcasts, uh, to all of these places that are having these events. But really, the hub is RochesterEclipse2024.org. Correct. You can find all of the events listed today and more on the website. All right. 30 seconds. What did we miss today, Deb? Oh, what did we miss? I don't know. I think we did a pretty good job. I think job. that's I think pretty comprehensive. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, what are you most excited about, Deb? I think I'm most excited about having that same experience but different the way that I did last time. It was it was unexpected, and so I won't. It'll be expected this time, but I get to have it in my hometown, uh, with lots of people that I love yeah, that special. I've worked with, and uh, you know I've been working on this for seven years, and so it'll be the kind of culmination of. My legacy. I'm doing this to help Rochester have um, our shining moment in this shadow, and that uh, that's what history will bear. Well, Jeff Tyzik's original music is going to take us out here. Um, and uh, Danny, are you going to be able to just at least enjoy those three minutes? Oh, I'm going to be right next Even to my working? wife, holding my daughter, and enjoying every taking second it of in, it. Taking it in. Uh, that, that's really great because that's a great reminder. Whatever you're doing, find a way to just pause and experience that. Uh, we got to figure out what we're doing that day with the broadcast and where we're going to be. Deb says we got a good roof here. Who knows? We'll figure it out, but there will be a lot more to come. 38 days away from Eclipse 2024 and totality in Rochester and really much of the Finger Lakes region, but not all. Be careful. Know where you're going. Deb Ross, thanks for being here. Thank you. Dan Schneiderman, see you soon. Thank you very much. And from the whole crew at Connections, thank you for listening. We're back with you next week on Member Supported Public Radio.